14 through verse 44. Acts chapter 27, verse 14 through verse 44. Verse 14, but not long after there arose against it a temperous wind called Eurachalodon. And when the ship was caught and could not bear up into the wind, we let her drive. And running under a certain island, which is called Clauda, we had much work to come by the boat, which when they had taken up, they used helps undergirding the ship. And fearing lest they should fall into the quicksand, strike sail, and so was driven. And we being exceedingly tossed with the tempest, the next day they lightened the ship, and the third day we cast out with our own hands the tackling of the ship. And when neither sun nor stars in many days appeared, and no small tempest lay on us, all hope that we should be saved was then taken away. But after long abstinence, Paul stood forth in the midst of them and said, Sirs, you should have hearkened unto me and not have loosed from Crete and to have gained this harm and loss. And now I exalt you to be of good cheer, for there shall be no loss of any man's life among you but of the ship. For there stood by me this night the angel of God, whose I am and whom I serve, saying, Fear not, Paul, thou shalt be brought before Caesar, and, lo, God has given thee all them that sail with thee. Wherefore, sirs, be of good cheer, for I believe, God, that it shall be even as it was told me, howbeit we must be cast upon a certain island. But when the fourteenth night was come, as it was driven up and down in Adria, about midnight, the shipmen deemed that they were drew that they drew near to some country, and sounded and found fourteen fathoms. And when they had gone a little further, they sounded again and found it fifteen fathoms. Then, fearing lest we should have fallen upon rocks, they cast four anchors out of the stern and wished for the day. And as the shipmen were about to flee out of the ship, when they had let down the boat into the sea under color as though they would have cast anchors out of the foreship, Paul said to the centurion and to the soldiers, Except these abide in the ship, you cannot be saved. Then the soldiers cut off the ropes of the boat and let her fall off. And while the day was coming on, Paul besought them all to take meat, saying, This day is the fourteenth day that you have tarried and continue fasting, having taken nothing. Wherefore I pray you to take some meat, for this is for your health, for there shall not in hair fall from the head of any of you. And when he had thus spoken, he took bread and gave thanks to God in the presence of them all. And when he had broken it, he began to eat. Then were they all of good cheer, 
and they also took some meat. And we were in all in the ship two hundred and three score and sixteen souls. And when they had eaten enough, they lightened the ship and cast out the wheat into the sea. And when it was day, they knew not the land, but they discovered a certain creek with a shore, and to the which they were minded if it were possible to thrust in the ship. And when they had taken up the anchors and committed themselves to the sea, and loosed the rudder bands, and hoisted up the main sail to the wind, and made towards shore. And fallen into a place where two seas meet, they ran the ship aground, aground, and the fourth part struck fast, and the remainder unmovable, but the hinder part was broken with the violence of the waves. And the soldiers' counsel was to kill the prisoners, lest any of them should swim out and escape. But the centurion, willing to save Paul, kept them from their purpose and commanded that they which could swim should cast themselves first into the sea and get to the land, get to land. And the rest, some on boards, some on broken pieces of the ship. And so it came to pass that they escaped. All safe to land. And I would like to talk to you from this thought this morning. Boards and broken pieces. Boards and broken pieces. Father, we thank you again this morning, O God, for your word, O Lord. We're praying, God, that you would give us wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. Sweet Holy Spirit, sweet Heavenly Dove, stay with us, O God, and lead us and guide us in this place. Lord, we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. And you may be seated, amen. Boards and broken pieces. If we study the book of Acts and we begin to follow the Apostle Paul's life, we know that Paul's life from the onset, he was a martyr of the church. It was Paul in Acts 7 that we find that was they laid his coats, their coats at his feet, who was consenting to the death of Stephen, who was the first martyr of the church. And we see also in Acts chapter 9, after Paul's conversion, after Paul uh, came into a relationship with Jesus Christ, and he was baptized in Jesus' name and filled the Holy Ghost, Paul's life was changed, and it was from that standpoint that Paul began to minister about Jesus Christ. If there's ever been a man that seems to have walked the earth and been a part of the church with so much faith, it was a man as the Apostle Paul. None have seemed to reach that plateau that Paul seemed to have. There's been many men and women that desire to have the faith of Paul and to teach and to preach like Paul. Amen. And we see in this story here, as we're approaching the end of Acts, the book of Acts, we see that in Acts 27, Paul has pleaded to go to Rome to appear before Caesar as the Sadducees and the Pharisees was out to kill Paul, but Paul felt he pleaded uh, to Caesar to come before him to present his case, and now he finds himself on a ship that's heading to Rome. We see that from the onset of Acts 27, Paul begins to feel in the Holy Ghost and he begins to tell the, the captain of the centurions that he feels that there's going to be danger to not only the ship but also 
to their lives. But the captain listened to the captain of the ship uh, instead of the Apostle Paul. And Luke began, who is the writer of the book of Acts, he began to explain a little bit about the situation. He says that they came to a place of an island of a harbor of creek, but it was not humorous to be able to winter in. In other words, the ship could not be placed there for the winter. So you can see it's getting close to the winter time. And usually in those days they was coming to a harbor and they would stay there until they had clear weather and then they would sail on. But because they did not find it commodious to be able to put the ship into this place, they decided to sail a little bit further. And Luke begins to say that once they had got their course and once they got what they thought was a nice breeze and going to be a smooth sail and they hoisted up their sails. And if you've ever seen a sail ship out on the sea, it looks like it's blowing peacefully and things just look so calmly and carrying on and they're out there, they're just enjoying the breeze that is blowing. But Luke lets us know that not many days after what they thought, they have found their course. Uh, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, came a temperous wind, which is called Eurocladon. Uh, and as a result of this, once it hit the ship, uh, amen, and they tried everything that they could to, to get the ship to be stable and to allow the ship, amen, to, to sail as appallingly and softly, but the storm was violent, uh, and it began to horse up the ship. Uh, if you've ever been on a ship and rough waters is up and it's down, and can you imagine here? So they thought what they had was a course. They found themselves in a storm. And as they found themselves in this storm, uh, and Luke says, when neither day nor night light appeared and no stars, you need stars in those days to be able to get direction and you need to be able to see the moon uh, so you know where you're headed. But when 14 days of darkness, uh, nothing they could see, absolutely nothing. They was casting out things out of their ship. They was beginning to cast it out. They was trying to lighten the world. They was trying to be able to make it safe for themselves. And Luke says after 14 days when neither day nor night did appear, he says all hope that we should be saved come morning was taken away. I don't know about you, but sometimes in life we find ourselves being disobedient to the man of God and what he's trying to get us to do and what he's trying to show us to do. And as a result we run into a storm. We find ourselves in the darkness of night. Uh, and we find ourselves trying to figure out uh, what is going on. Uh, can you imagine 14 days uh, of absolute darkness? You can't see anything. Uh, you don't know where you're going. Uh, you don't know where to turn to. Can you imagine 14 days at sea being seasick uh, because the ship is up 
and down. Fourteen days of fear being tormented by the waves and the seas. Fourteen days of cold and wet because you can't get dry because of the rain and the storm. Fourteen days of being tossed and turned and driven up and down. Fourteen days of holding on, looking for some opportunity of hope. Fourteen days of of trying to find a way to come out of this storm and nothing seems to be happening that's going to give you any hope that you're going to be saved come morning. Fourteen days is a long time to be in a trial in a situation because of disobedience. Fourteen days is a long time to be in a dark circumstance and you just can't find any hope. No matter where you look, no matter where you turn, there seems to be no hope. Amen. How many times have you felt that you was in the cool breeze is blowing across your life? Everything seems to be going just fine. And then all of a sudden, a storm. A storm. You're tossed in a storm. You're going smoothly and things seems to be on the right track. And then all of a sudden there's the storm. Amen. The child that doesn't get the toy that he was hoping to get and he finds himself in a storm. Amen. Or we find ourselves applying for a job or looking for a job and we get the job. It seems like everything is smooth sailing. And then all of a sudden there's torment. Hell seems to break loose. Uh, or the groom that is waiting uh, to get married. Uh, everything is planned. Everything is beautiful. Everything is looking just right. Uh, and then the bride changes her mind. And we're thrown into the darkness uh, of night. Amen. Or the politician that just knew that they was going to win the election. Uh, and they had made plans with a secession speech. Uh, they, they was all excited to find themselves have lost uh, the election. And then they find themselves now in the darkness of night. Are you prepared to study? Amen. And all of a sudden you take an exam and then you realize you fail the exam and you're torn into darkness of night. You find out that your son or your daughter has had a relationship and they're no longer, amen, they're now they are pregnant because of a relationship that they was having outside of what you thought. You find yourself in the darkness of night. A report of infidelity, lost jobs, sickness, children, spouse, all kinds of things can torment you and, and throw you in the darkness of night. Uh, and you look for hope, uh, but you just can't seem to, to find any hope. Uh, it's someone like Job says, behold, I go forward, uh, but he's not there, uh, and backwards, uh, but I cannot perceive him. On the left hand, where he does work, uh, but I cannot behold him. He hide himself in the right hand. That 
said, I cannot see him. But he says, he knows where I take. He knows the direction I'm going. I'm looking for God when I'm in the storms of life. When things aren't going right, we seem to seek for him. We seem to look for him. And it seems like we're in the blackness of night. We seem like we're being tossed and turned. And our lives are turned upside down. And we're looking for answers. We're looking for hope. We're looking for that bright and morning star. We're looking for the day to appear to where we can see. Get a glimpse of hope. Get a glimpse of direction. But for some reason, we just find ourselves in darkness. Trust songwriter says, trials dark on every hand. And we cannot understand all the way that God will lead us to that blessed promised land. But he'll guide us with his eye and we'll follow till we die. We will understand it better by and by. Here they are in a storm. Can't go. Don't know where to turn. Throwing out things. Trying to lighten the load. And then all of a sudden, when all hope seems to be lost, Luke says that Paul began to say, Sirs, be of good cheer, for I believe God. For there stood by me an angel of the Lord, whom I am, and whom I serve, saying, Fear not, Paul, you shall be brought before Caesar. And he says, Sirs, I believe God. I come to tell you today, sir and ma'am, I believe God that it's going to be just as God says. So when you're in the storms of life, when it's in the darkness of night, when you can't see the way, when you don't know where your hope is coming from, I've come to tell you today, stay in the boat. Stay in the ship. Don't get outside of the ship. You hold on, for he that will come will come and will not tarry. Now the just have got to live by faith. Stay in the ship. The soldiers was trying to cut off and get in the right rap to get out of the ship. But Paul says, sir, except you abide in the ship, you cannot be saved. This is the old ship of Zion. It is the hope for the lost and the dying. It is the soul-saving station. It is the tower of salvation. It's been through the wind, but the storm couldn't turn it. It's been in the fire, but the fire couldn't burn it. It's been fed to the lines, and the lines couldn't eat it. It's fought a lot of wars, but it's never defeated. I'm talking about the church and the book of Revelation. It's built on a rock. It's got a firm foundation. You need to stay in the church. Don't give up. He knows the way you're taken. He's there. You can't see it, but He's there. You have exceeding precious promises from God. I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. When you pass through the rivers of affliction, I'll be with you. When you're in the rivers of depression, I'll be with you. When you're in the fire trials of your life, I will be with you. The flames shall not kindle against thee. Fret not, little flock. It is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. So stay in the boat. Amen. Be of good cheer. When you can't see it, be of good cheer. 
when it doesn't seem like it's working on your behalf, be of good cheer. Paul says in Acts 14 that if we this through much through much tribulation that we enter into the kingdom of God. We're going to go through some things in our lives, but stay in the boat. There's going to be pressure. Stay in the boat. There's going to be anguish, inflictions, and burdens. Stay in the boat. Amen. Fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee, yea, I will help thee, yea, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. Behold, all they will insist against thee shall be ashamed and confound. They shall be as nothing, and they that strive with thee shall perish. Thou shalt seek them, and shall not find them, even them that contend with thee. They that walk against thee shall be as nothing and as a thing of naught. For I, the Lord thy God, will hold thy right hand, saying unto thee, Fear not, I will help thee. What a promise from God in Isaiah 41, 10 through 13. It is a promise from God. Notice what he says. Fear not, I am with thee. Be not dismayed. I am your God. I will strengthen thee, yea, I will help thee, yea, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. God will take you. God will hold you. You don't have to worry about the storms of life. You don't have to worry about the ups and the downs. Amen. He will hold you. He will help you. He will be with you. This is His ship. This is His church. He pilots this thing. He knows where it's going. It's not going to break apart. You stay in the ship. Amen. Paul says in 2 Corinthians eleven twenty two, Are they Hebrews? So am I. Are they Israelites? So am I. Are they the seed of Abraham? So am I. Are they ministers of Christ? I speak as a fool. I am more and labor more abundantly and stripes above measure. Amen. Notice, in prison more frequently and death more often. Of the Jews five times received thy forty stripes. Save one. Thrice was I beaten with rods. Once was I stoned. Thrice I suffered shipwreck. A night and a day I've been in the deep, in journey and often, in perils of water, in perils of robbers, in perils by my own countrymen, in perils by the heathen, in perils in the city, in perils in the wilderness, in perils in the sea, in perils among false brothers, in weariness and painfulness, watching often, in hunger and thirst and fast and often in cold and nakedness beside those things which are without that which cometh upon me the cares of all the churches. Notice what Paul went through but then in Acts chapter 20 verse 24 he says but none of these things moved me neither can I my life dear unto myself that I might finish my course with joy and the ministry which I have received 
received of the Lord Jesus to testify the gospel of the grace of God. Paul says, all that I went through, amen, the number of times I was shipwrecked, the number of times I found myself in danger, he says, none of it moved me. It would have been easy to quit. It would have been easy to give up. But Paul had a charge. He realized that the gospel was more important. He realized that the cause is always greater than the casualty. He realized that the mission that God had given to him must be completed. And he was not about to turn back. He was not about to give up. This is why Paul says, I press towards the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, I forget those things which are behind, and I reach forth to those things are before. I press towards the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. He says, nothing shall be able to separate me from the love of God, neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor death, nor any other creature shall be able to separate me from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, my Lord. Even in the storms of life, he was still encouraging. Even in death situations, Paul was still encouraged about what was taking place and what was going, he was going through because his confidence was in God and not in man. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, David says, for he is good, for his mercy, and do it forever. Let the house of Israel now say that his house mercy and do it forever. Let the house of Aaron now say, his mercy endure it forever. Let them that fear him now say, His mercy endure it forever. I call upon the Lord in my distress. And he heard me, David says in Psalms 118, and he set me in a large place. He says, The Lord is on my side. What can man do unto me? The Lord take my part with them that help me. Therefore will I see my desires upon them that hate me. It's better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man. It's better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in princes. All nations can pass me about, but in the name of the Lord I will destroy them. They can pass me about. Yea, they can pass me about, but in the name of the Lord I will destroy them. They can pass me about like bees in a course of the four thorns, but in the name of the Lord I will destroy them. They have cast sore at me that I might not fall, but in the name of the Lord I will destroy them. Amen. Notice he said the Lord is my strength and he has become my salvation. Praise God. This is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and I will be glad in it. No matter how dark it is. No matter if I can see or not see. No matter what I'm going through in my life. Every day is made by God and I will rejoice and I will be glad in it. I've got to be of good cheer my brothers. Be of good cheer my sister. We shall not die, but live and declare the works of the Lord. Open to me the gates of righteousness, and I will go into them and praise the Lord. The gates that the righteous shall enter and 
praise His holy name. And then the stone which the builders rejected has become the headstone of the corner. This is the Lord's doing, and it is marvelous in our sight. This is the day that the Lord has made, and I will rejoice, and I will be glad in it. Be of good cheer. Hallelujah. Stop fretting over small stuff. This is the old ship of Zion. It's the hope for the lost and the dying. When you got baptized in Jesus' name, when you were filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost, you got in the boat. For as many as you have been baptized into Christ, you put on Christ. There's neither Jew nor Greek. There's neither bond nor free. There's neither male nor female. For you're all one in Christ. And if you're Christ, then are you Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. You're in the ship. Stay in the ship. Stay in the boat. You can't be saved outside of the boat. So whatever you're thinking about going after, cut it off. Stay in the ship. And Luke says that the ship was drawn into an island. They didn't know the name of it. Well, we know the name of it today, don't we? It's called Malta. Amen. We got missionaries there today. Kirby and Mary Parker are missionaries on Malta, this same island where Paul's ship broke apart. Amen. But notice, they all, 276 people, that was on that ship, every one of them made it the shore safely. Why? Because they stayed in the boat. They stayed in the ship. They stayed together. And some made it on boards, and some made it on broken pieces. Amen. The board, to me, it represents the cross. Amen. As long as you hold to the cross, Jesus says, except you take up your cross and follow me, you cannot be my disciples. I like to think that means the cross. Amen. I've got to have compassion. Amen. For my brothers and sisters and for the lost. Jude tell us on some have compassion, make a difference. Others say with fear, pulling them out of the fire, hating even their garments spotted by the flesh. I've got to have some resistance in my life. I've got to be able to stand against some things in my life. I've got to resist from getting out of the boat. There's always going to be opportunity to flee out of the ship. There's always going to be opportunities to run. But we've got to be like a lion. Solomon says, the unrighteous flee when no man pursue it. But the righteous is as bold as a lion. I've got to stand strong. I've got to resist temptation. I've got to put on the whole arm of God so that I'm able to stand against the wiles of the devil. I've got to resist temptation to get 
out of the boat. I've got to resist temptation to keep doing wrong. I've got to resist these things. If I expect to be saved, I've got to resist every opportunity that tries to draw me out of the ship. I've got to stay firm. I've got to keep my feet planted on that old solid rock. I've got to get aboard. I've got to hold. If you ever notice anything about surfing, what are they standing on? They're standing on a surfboard, a boogie board. They realize that this thing they need if they're going to save their life while they're surfing. And if you ever notice, they have a rope tied around their ankle on that surfboard. So if they fall off, they realize as long as they got that rope around their ankle, they can find that board and hold to that board and it will be a life vest, a life preserver for them. I come to tell you today, you need to tie something around your ankle. It is the name of Jesus Christ. You need to get it and hold on to it so that when you fall off, you know where the rope is. You can get a hold of it and get back to the board and get up on the board and stand upon your feet and realize when the waves and things are tossing and driven, as long as you stand upright on the board, you can make it. You need to get a board of obedience. Become doers of God's Word. As Samuel told Saul, to obey is better than sacrifice and to hearken than the fat of rams. For rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft and stubbornness is as adultery and iniquity. We need to realize that obedience will keep us in the boat. Obedience will get us to the other side. We've got to be submissive to God first and foremost with all our hearts, with all our minds. Submit yourselves to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Stay submissive to the things of God, the Word of God. Stay in the boat. Have a heart of servanthood. When you do all those things that God is asking of you, you're serving God. Jesus said the Son of Man came not to be ministered to, but to minister. We've got to have a heart to serve others. And if I serve others, I'll keep my cross. I'll stay in the boat. Boards. Get your boogie board. <laughs> Get on the board. And let it sail you and bring you safely to shore. Notice, boards. Who would ever thought a board? Boards float. Think about it. It floats. It's a life preserver. And then notice they made it on broken pieces. Broken pieces. How big was the pieces? Have no clue. But it was pieces of that ship. It just grabbed a piece and was able to make it. Amen. Paul said to the church, amen. He says, the day that Jesus Christ was betrayed, that he took bread and he took the cup and he broke the bread and he gave them each pieces and said, this is my body, which is broken for you. 
as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you do show the Lord's death till he comes. He says, this do in remembrance of me. If you've ever broke communion with God, you will receive the peace, amen, of the Lord's body. Amen. You need to cling to it. I don't care if all you know is Jesus wept. You hold to the word of God. It is broken pieces for precepts must be upon precepts and line upon lines. Here a little and there a little with stubborn lips and another tongue while I speak unto my people. Wherefore he said this is the rest that should call the weary the rest and this is the reflection. God's word. You can break it. You can take it. Amen. And you can hold it. You can get any piece of it and you can be saved. You just hold on to it. You just trust in it. I don't know what you got last year for your promise but I hope every day you have looked at the promise that you drew and you're standing on the word that you pulled out of that little box I know what I got delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart I'm delighting in the things of God I'm holding on every moment because I've got a piece of the rock that's what prudential says, get a piece of the rock. It's life insurance. It's a sure thing that will pay dividends for you. Hold on to broken pieces. Get a word. Get a scripture. Hold on to it. Don't let it go. Quote it in your heart every day. Put it on your mirror in your bathroom. Somewhere in your car. In your textbooks. Wherever. Put a scripture so that you got a piece of the rock so that when you need it, it will always be there. It will always be a life preserver for you. Broken pieces, boards, precepts, but precepts, line upon line. He was wounded for my transgression. He was bruised for mine iniquities. And the chastisement of my peace is upon him. And with this stripes, we are healed. Peter says, For Christ also have once suffered for sins, the just for the unjust, that he might bring us to God, been put to death in the flesh, but quickened by the Spirit, by which also he went and preached into the spirits in prison, which sometimes was disobedient, when once the long-suffering of God waited for the day of Noah, while the ark was preparing, wherein few, that is, eight souls were saved by water. The light figure baptism doth also now save us. Not the putting away the filth of the flesh by the answer of a good conscience towards God. By the resurrection of Jesus Christ, who is gone into heaven and into the right hand of God. Angels in authority and power being subject to him. Baptism doth now save us. <laughs> Praise God. What's your favorite scripture? What's the favorite word? What peace? Oh, what peace we often forfeit. Oh, what needless pain we bear. Why? All because we do not carry everything to God in prayer. You've got a peace. You can make it. 
the storms of life, darkness of night, no matter what you're going through, that scripture that is your favorite scripture will give you light to be able to see where God is taking you and where you're going through. So hold on. Just hold on to it. The cross. Keep your eye on the cross. It's boards. Keep your eye on the word. It's pieces. Precept, line, here, there. The things that you have need of to survive and to be saved. God has already made a way. If he was with Paul, he will be with you. I won't leave you, and I won't forsake you. Let's stand this morning. Amen. 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 Praise God. Do you feel like you've been in a dark night? Has your life felt like you've been in a dark night? Do you feel like you just... It's been surrounded by darkness and you can't get out of the darkness. Amen. Well, let me encourage you today. You can walk out of your darkness situation right now. Amen. If you would just walk out and come down to this altar, amen, you can walk out of darkness into the marvelous light. Amen. So as this song plays, amen, this morning, amen, I want you to make an opportunity. I'm going to give you an opportunity, amen, to get out of darkness. And come to this marvelous light this morning. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.